So through my own journey, I have learned some of the deepest forms of collective programming that keeps humanity stuck. So I have three that have been constant thematics in my life that I'm noticing that I've been able to to move through and transcend again, not bypass, but move through it, feel it, be in it and have a greater understanding on the other side. And I'm noticing that much of humanity is still stuck in these perpetual patterns. So I'm going to first reveal three of them, these deep, deep, deep rooted forms of collective programming that keeps us stuck in our limitations. And then I'm going to replace that, right? Once we have the awareness, then I, then we can replace it with three universal truths that are then going to begin to allow you to open the doorway to embody your soul's unique path of of liberation. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful humans. I feel like every episode, I keep saying, I'm so tired, (laughs) but it's a different kind of tired. Um, and I'm being quiet because I am in my new podcast recording studio, which is the closet of my bestie Kate's house in Denver. (laughs) I brought my podcast recording equipment with me on the road because that is how committed I am. And what's funny is I'm recording this again at like the last possible second because I sold my house. The closing happened a few days ago. So let me just give you a little update. So I've been nonstop, honestly, for what feels like an eternity. Um, We spent all week getting everything moved out and cleaned and finalized. The closing was on May 10th. And on May 12th, I went to Disney for my Preston, my Preston, my my little nephew Preston's second birthday. So wait, I feel like I had a 4 a.m. Okay, so I woke up at 4 a.m. so that I could make it to Orlando and make the drive to have a family day and celebrate Mother's Day with the family and celebrate my nephew's birthday. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun. I got to be a little kid and I love seeing the world through a child's eyes. So I got to like, I got to be a child myself. And also I loved just seeing my little nephew have a blast at Disney. And then today, which is the 13th, I don't even know why I'm giving you dates. Um, So basically this episode is launching in two days. (laughs) It's nine o'clock Denver time. It's 11 o'clock in Florida. I woke up at the same time. So I had like two, four or 5 a.m. wake up calls the last two days after a move, after selling my house. (laughs) And I flew out from directly from Orlando to Denver this morning. Um, There's been so many synchronicities. Like I can't even tell you all the cool shit that's been going on. It would take all day. I'll save that for another day. (laughs) I'm too tired. I'm too tired to give you the goods, but I'm like in so much magic right now. And there's so many synchronicities. Um, Like, let me just give you an example. The woman, she was, I don't know, like in her twenties, the woman I sat next to on the plane, um, she had a Nicholas Sparks book. Um, I haven't even shared the story. Gosh, I didn't want to get into this, but I guess I'm going to now. So, oh, 
do I want to get into this? Okay. I'm not going to get into the whole story as I'm literally in real time right now. My computer's going in sleep mode. Let me just tell you that there's a Nicholas Sparks book and movie called The Longest Ride and it's based it's set in Black Mountain and the woman that I was next to on the plane had that book in the, you know, seat cover, whatever. And I just was chuckling to myself and we had a beautiful conversation. There's so many synchronicities. So anyway, I, my my mom was like, only you would be moving for the entire month of May, sell your house, drive to Orlando, fly out of Colorado. So I'm basically going to Colorado and California this trip. And it's like a little celebration. So I'm here in Colorado for a few days and then I head out to California. There's retreats and seminars and all these things that I'm doing, seeing so many friends. I have so many friends out here um, and I'm, I'm just really excited about it. And I'm so committed that I brought my mic because this week was so crazy <laughs> that I was like, oh shit. Like I knew that I, I knew that my podcast episode was due, but I just didn't have a moment. It was like just not happening. So I brought it with me to deliver this episode, which is called how to shift from the frequency of limitation into liberation. And this was like a, a masterclass that I, that I offered in a smaller community. Gosh, I don't even know. It hasn't even been that long, maybe like two months ago. And now it's like, okay, it's time for the masses to receive this. So if you're listening to this and you're in the car, or you're distracted, you of course can tune in, but the invitation is to actually move through the activation because there's embodiment pieces, there's pieces just to connect so that you're not just learning it through the mind and receiving it through the mind. So it's like, you're welcome. You're getting like a little free mini activation masterclass from this. And it's essentially these three deepest forms of collective programming that keeps humanity stuck in these limiting beliefs. Like there are these three thematics that I've moved through in my life and I've been able to transmute those. And I'm noticing that much of humanity is still kind of in these perpetual patterns. So it's it's really supportive if you're going through any initiation or a dark night of the soul, or you're just feeling stuck, or you're feeling lack of clarity, or you feel like you're stuck in your limiting beliefs, or your subconscious is running the show, all of the things, this could absolutely support you. And I just want to be real with you. Like, so, well, by the way, the reason why I'm here, it just like everything just worked out so beautifully. I'm actually here. I got to meet Richard Rudd today, founder of the Gene Keys. And I had a beautiful, beautiful day um, with the Gene Keys community. It was one of the first events. Um, it was really the first event since COVID. And tomorrow there's a full, full day seminar with Richard. Um, so today was just like a mingle. And I mean, I literally landed got my rental car, which they upgraded me to a Jeep Wrangler, which was a lot of fun. I used to have a Wrangler back in the day. So it was fun. And I drove from Denver to Boulder, had lunch, went to downtown Boulder, met some cool people, <laughs> went to the, to the event, met, got to meet all of these amazing people. I, there were so many people that like just moved to Asheville, live in Asheville. I mean, one woman I met, she's like, I'm Facebook friends with you. <laughs> I'm like, you are. So there were people that knew me that I knew that, that just moved to Asheville, that some live in Florida, some live in Sarasota. It was just nutty. Um, and then I drove straight to my friend Kate's house and I'm pretty much a walking zombie. And I'm like, I've got to get this to you. So, um, actually my, my, my purpose gene key is, is gene key nine, which is moving from an inertia to determination to invincibility. So the gift of my purpose is much more about commitment versus consistency. Like consistency actually sucks my creative soul dry, but commitment is like, I told myself that I was going to rec record a weekly episode every single week, at least for an entire year. And I have had the most wildest, craziest, most exhausting week of my life to date. And I'm here. Like I am determined. I am committed. I am committed to 
this path. I am committed to this service work. I'm committed to this podcast. I'm committed to serving you. And the thing is, is it's like, some of you may be turning this shit off by now because you're like, you're half asleep, Lindsay. Some of you may be like, wow, that seems like a lot. Why are you doing this? (laughs) You need to rest. Some of you might be like, wow, I feel some sense of relatability because again, I'm a human I'm a human. I get tired. I have things that happen. And um, I made a commitment and I, I really feel that I get to honor that. And knowing about my purpose, you know, moving from inertia is there's this stuckness. So the old me would have just not done it. And then I would have been in this like stuck pattern when really my soul is wanting me to stay in movement. My soul is wanting me to stay in commitment so that I can be invincible, which is essentially like, I mean, untouchable, unfuckwithable, <laughs> you know, so that I can just be myself, so that I can just be on path, so that I can just be a vessel for the divine and do the damn thing. So is there anything else that I want to add? I mean, honestly, there's so much, like so much movement is happening. So many things are happening, but I'm literally turning into a pumpkin. And um, I think that you're really going to like this. It's about like a 35 minute experiential, like a little masterclass podcast episode, you know, and, and I want to give you this, I want to give you this gift because it feels important to share because again, I can feel in my heart that there's something that my soul is desiring in the form of helping helping the masses alleviate suffering. Um, and so I just, my heart hurts for humanity because there's so much sadness. There's so much, there's just so much hopelessness. And so I hope that some of these you know, like moving through some of these three, which I really feel are mistruths and replacing them with three universal truths and, you know, moving through some potent practices to kind of like anchor in the truths, right? To help you start to repattern and moving through my signature emotional alchemy method, right? Which is like feeling your feeling, feeling your sacred shit through the body, right? So again, invitation is to actually take the time. Maybe it's not right now, but take the time to give yourself this gift of actually doing the practices. Because I believe that the reason why I'm shifting so quickly and things are shifting so quickly in my life is because I'm not just using the mind and I'm not just talking about it. Like I am really going in and going deep and and doing the emotional alchemy work. And this is what I'm teaching you here. So thank you for loving me through this week of exhaustion, even though it's such an exciting time. There's like relief, there's excitement, there's so many unknowns. Um, I feel like this trip is a beautiful celebration. And again, the timing just happened to work out. I'm going to be going to another retreat out in in California. I'm going to be going so Boulder, Denver, LA, San Diego, Um, And then my honey goes on a golf trip right when I get back and then we're headed to North Carolina after that. So we both get to have our little um, individual celebrations with our, with our friends, with our people and and just celebrate and be in the, be in the celebration of everything that we created. Cause let me tell you, it was a lot of work, a lot of work, Um, but I wouldn't change it for the world. So thank you for loving me through this. Thank you for listening to me ramble at 11 o'clock at night, Florida time when I'm half asleep and jet lagged. Um, And I just love you so much. And thank you for allowing me to be myself and practice and fail forward and just honor my commitment um, to myself with this podcast. All right. Would love to know what opens up for you. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Much love. My name is Lindsay Martin Ellis, and I have some fun treats in store for you today. And first, I wanted to just take a moment and connect here together, right? Because this is a pre-recorded experience for you all. Yet, we can all remain connected through intention, through presence. I just lit a candle. I just put on some essential oils. So whatever 
you get to do in this moment to ritualize this experience, which just helps us bring us to the here and now. So it could be your hands on your body, right? I just put Jasmine on and I feel like I'm in the middle of the big island of Hawaii, just walking around the earth. Just feeling our connectedness, feeling our bodies in time and space. So I'm going to be here with you for about 30 to 40 minutes today. And what I titled this workshop, this teaching is From Limitation to Liberation, the Key to Unlocking Your Divine Potential. And we're going to get into what that means a little bit more. But for those of you who do know me, hello, feels wonderful to be back in your presence. And if, if you're meeting me for the first time, again, my name is Lindsay. And gosh, I have been an entrepreneur for almost seven years now. I'm a former environmental engineer and I'm, I'm moving, especially through my entrepreneurial journey. I have moved and I am continuing to move from the cerebral, masculine, mental, logical, linear way of thinking and being and moving through life to Truly feeling that connectedness, truly feeling what it feels like to be in my body, to connect it to my breath, presence, my truth, and moving from flow, from feeling, from intuition first, and then leveraging the mind and then leveraging outside support, external resources, et cetera. It has not been a fun process always at times. It hasn't always been easy. And that is the path of transformation, right? If it was easy, we'd stay in complacency. And what I what I can assure you of, all of our journeys are not linear. All of our journeys are different. We all have varying degrees of life experiences, right? Families were born into, locations were born into circumstances, right? That the universe, spirit, God, source, whatever we want to call that universal intelligence delivers to us for our evolution. I truly just feel that I'm here to be a student and teacher of life, a disciple of life, helping people uncover their highest potentiality and truly living in this body, in this incarnation, feeling alive, feeling juicy, feeling on path, right? While being connected to their divinity, while playing in the quantum, right? It's that both and, and it feels so fun to say that because I love my service and I love my work and I want that for the world. So if you're wanting to live a life without limits, right, this is how we do it is through practice, through showing up to, to events like this, to being in our bodies. And I, and I know that that's a tall order because our body has a lot of protection mechanisms that have kept us safe, right? The mind tells the body, we don't want to do this. We don't want to feel that. We don't want to go there. We don't want to slow down. We don't want to be still because you're going to feel that it's going to hurt. Right. But that's actually what's limiting us as a collective and through our own individuated experiences from truly living that limitless life. All right. So I'm looking at my notes here because I want to be succinct and I want to make sure that I am honoring all of the commitments here. So what, what my title means, right? From limitation to liberation, the key to unlocking your divine potential. So through my own journey, I have learned some of the deepest forms of collective programming that keeps humanity stuck. So I have three that have been constant thematics in my life that I'm noticing that I've been able to, to move through and transcend, again, not bypass, but move through it, feel it, be in it, and have a greater understanding on the other side. And I'm noticing that much of humanity is still stuck in these perpetual patterns. So I'm going to first reveal three of them, these deep, deep, deep rooted forms of collective programming that keeps us stuck in our limitations. And then I'm going to replace that, right? Once we have the awareness, then I then we can replace it with three universal truths that are then going to begin to allow you to open the doorway to embody 
your soul's unique path of, of liberation, right? So first you're going to receive the, the limit, the limiting truth. Then we'll receive the liberated truth. And then I'll provide some practices to anchor. So I will give some practices throughout, and then we'll go through one at the end as well. So the first one that I want to share with you all, and I want you to take a moment to close your eyes. If you're in a place that you can do so, (laughs) you you know, the answer to that. If you're able to close your eyes, I invite you to do so, right? Because our, our body is always sensing, our eyes are sensing, our eyes are looking at things. Do I want to go this way? Do I not? Is this safe? Is this not safe, right? The eyes are are a way that we can, right, intuit. Am I safe? Am I not safe? Should I do this? Should I not do this? So the simple act of closing the eyes just, again, helps us to soften into presence, And it gives the eyes a break, just like rest and digest, just like when we sleep, right? There's ways that we can allow for recharge and for resolve and for, you know, replenishment of our senses. So closing the eyes, and I just want you to to breathe for a moment, just taking deep, full belly breaths in. Connecting to our parasympathetic state, slowing down the nervous system here, letting the nervous system know that we're safe. So here is one of the collective programs that is not true. I just want you to hear this, feel this, and let it wash over you. We were born into a paradigm that tells us that we are not whole, that we are broken, that we need to be saved and we need to be fixed. So feel that for a moment. Did that feel true? Did that feel like resistance? Did that feel like a gut punch? Did that feel like a heaviness in your chest? I just want you to note that. Did you feel a, there was there a texture to that? Did you feel like, oh, did, did a sound come out? Was there a wave of sadness that washed over you? Like, yeah, I feel that. That still lives inside of me. So again, we were born into a paradigm that tells us and models to us that we are not whole, that we are broken, that we need to be saved and that we need to be fixed. (sighs) So the invitation If you have a journal nearby or a piece of paper is to write that down. What came up for you? Was there an experience? Was there an emotion again? Did you feel that in the body somewhere? Because this is your body speaking to you, the divine speaking to you, your intuition speaking to you, your higher self speaking to you, your soul speaking to you, communicating to you. Ah, yes, this is, there is a piece here that is coming up for your healing showing you where you're not liberated within. And it's simply feedback and it's beautiful. It's a guidepost as to where you're headed next. So I want you to just feel that and accept that this program, this conditioned program resides within you because that is the first piece is feeling it Right. So we're going to allow it and then we're going to accept it so that we can alchemize it into our being with what's actually true. So feeling that I'm going to give you a moment of silence for a moment. To write, to contemplate what opened up for you. And now the universal truth that gets to blanket over that conditioned response is that we are whole, we are perfect, and we are divine. So breathing that in, we are whole, we are perfect, we are divine. So feeling that. So can you let that conditioned program that resides within you, can you still allow that to be there? 
And can you gently just blanket over this universal truth that we are whole, we are perfect, and we are divine? Just feeling that in your body, being able to hold both, but just making that universal truth just bigger, more expansive than the limitation. And so oftentimes the reason that we're feeling stuck in our lives is because we're merging with the unconscious protection that is blocking us from feeling, blocking our hearts, not allowing us to move towards the pathway of our highest potentiality. So the way that I like to look at this is like a cross, right? We've got our human self here and we have our higher self here and at that intersection point is the portal of our hearts so if we're blocking ourselves from feeling if we're blocking ourselves from exploring and getting curious if we're blocking ourselves from being in our bodies if we're blocking ourselves from love if we're blocking ourselves receipt from receiving we have no access to our divinity we have no access to our higher self right so we're just living in this 3d world as a human who feel who's disconnected from source who's severed from source right so the invitation is right can we acknowledge that we're human and we have flaws and conditioning and all of the things feel it allow it, move through it so that we can alchemize so that we can then merge and dance with that knowing, with that connectedness to all life on this planet. And we do that at our heart center, right? There's a reason why the heart separates the lower chakras of our body and the higher chakras of our body. Right. So love is the bridge between you and everything. Rumi. So can you just repeat? Love is the bridge between me and everything. Love is the bridge between me and everything. And, you know, this takes time. This is what I support my clients through, right? So it's not just to say that all of a sudden you hear this teaching and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to operate from love. I'm not going to armor my heart anymore. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm just going to lead with my heart moving forward, no matter what happens, right? This takes practice. It takes devotion. It takes discipline. It takes continual coming back to, I choose liberation. But we're just starting simple. Okay, so that's number one. We are whole, we are perfect, we are divine. (sighs) Feel your participation in that. And I'm going to take a pause for a moment and have a sip of water. Mm. Being okay with the pause, being okay with the silence, being okay with the stillness is also part of it. And of course, if you have a pad of paper, a journal that you want to just jot down any symbols, any people, any thoughts, anything that's coming up, any feelings or sensations in the body, please do because you'll have an opportunity to journal after this experience. All right. So program number two, we are trained to believe that the mind is all knowing, that the mind is king and queen. So feeling that in your body, where are you feeling that? Does that feel true? Does that feel triggering? Do you feel resistance? Do you know that that's not true, but are you still struggling with the monkey mind? We are trained and conditioned to believe that the mind is all-knowing, that the mind is king, that the mind is queen. So again, allowing 
allowing that to wash over us and notating what's coming up for us in this moment as we receive these words. Jotting it down if you feel called, breathing into it. And so here's the truth. At the majority of the time, the body is actually communicating to the brain what to do, not the other way around. Our body communicates to the brain over 80% of the time. So how can the mind be all-knowing if the if the body, right, which over 75% of communication is nonverbal, just like I talked about with the eyes, right, as you're receiving this, closing your eyes, being present in your body, ritualizing this experience, shutting your door if possible, creating sacred space, creating sacred moments throughout your day. Right? We see it in the animal kingdom all the time when a zebra gets chased by a lion and gets away. What does the zebra do? do? Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. And then goes back to its merry way of grazing, being a zebra. The shake is what allows an animal, for example, like a zebra after a predator, you know, leaves sight. It'll, it, that resets the body and nervous system and brings the body back into parasympathetic state, right? I am no longer being attacked. Let's go back to presence. The human mind, right, has the ability to critically think, which always brings us back into past, present, future, past, present, future, future, past, future, past, right? So I see it with my pup all the time. With my pup, we we got attacked by a couple of dogs off a leash a couple of years ago. And I know exactly where the house was, where it happened. And I had PTSD for probably several months. Every time I would take her on a walk, I would walk by and I would be on edge. What was I doing? I was living in the past. I was worried about the dogs coming back. I was worried about getting attacked again. I fell I scraped myself. I was by myself. The sun was setting. It was starting to get dark. I was screaming and nobody came outside. (laughs) Nobody came outside for me. And what I notice with my dog is we go to that same house, wagging her tail, sniffing, taking her time, happy as a clam. Right? And sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, what I would give to be my puppy. to not have that hamster wheel of thought, right? So this is what has allowed us as a human species to evolve (laughs) to the degree that which we're able to evolve. And of course, it can be our toughest adversary. So I just want you to feel right through the vagus nerve that's connected to all of these organs at the base of our belly. And if you have a cervix, if you are a woman who has a cervix, right? Connects also through the cervix, connects all the way up to the cranium. Just right. Communicating, sensing, intuiting, letting the brain know what to do. And then the brain comes back down again. It's like a circuit. And what feels important to share in this moment is we hear this a lot just in the, in the world of energetics and in in the yogic world and right, just like root to rise, right? Like it's like coming from the root up. But what I have found for myself is the way to truly feel is actually to surrender and soften and ground into the body. So I'm, (sighs) so that by default, the rise is, is, is a, constant just reaction of the surrender of the softening so oftentimes we heal we hear like okay right we're just gonna move the energy up the spine right we're just gonna like have all of this life force but we're already so activated so it's it's in the softening it's in the surrender it's in the grace it's in the tenderness that then by default the byproduct of that is the rise. So there's no efforting. 
that's a, a higher practice that just came through that I wanted to share. And so it starts with simply breathing, simply connecting to that vagus nerve, deepening the breath, claiming, telling the body, I'm safe, putting your hands on body, feeling your body in space and time, right? Feeling your body in this moment, in this incarnation, on this floor, in this office or this room or this car or wherever you are, just feeling that, feeling yourself in time and space. <clears throat> and perhaps a mantra that you can say is I allow myself not to know. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll tell my mind, I'll say, thank you, mind, for your, bril your brilliance. Thank you, mind, for your protection. And I just envision myself taking my mind and putting my mind on the shelf so that I can be an empty vessel, so that I can feel, so that I can sense, so that I can pause and be in the stillness because that's where the transformation happens is in the pause. Right from nothing is where everything is created. Just feel that. And it's in that great mystery is where all the magic and miracles occur in our life. So again, the majority of the time our body is communicating to the brain what to do. And then the brain serves the body. So this is the feminine at its finest. We're moving from the masculine mental, serving the feminine, serving life, initiating with the masculine. We're moving from that to initiating with the feminine and then allowing the masculine to support, right? So it's the intuition, it's the feeling, it's the sentience first. And then the action and then creation and then that electric energy, right? So we're moving from magnetism and then electric energy from that space. And let me tell you, being in a male dominated industry of engineering for a decade of my life, right? I was very much stuck in the masculine. I was very much stuck into, I could force my way and strong arm my way and just mm, will my way into any into anything and just any sort of success anything i could do it all but at the expense of my body at the expense of my quality of life at the expense of my health which is why i switched gears because my body was screaming at me and i had debilitating hormonal health issues that brought me to my knees. And so my prayer for you is that it doesn't get to that point because I wasn't listening to the whispers of my soul. I wasn't listening to the beat of my heart, the pulse of my heart. I wasn't on path. And so I was hand delivered something that was going to bring me back into course correction. And so my prayer for you is that it gets to be more gentle. <laughs> than my cosmic two by four. Just feeling that as we move into the third. <sighs> Closing your eyes for a moment. We are taught that our emotions are weakness and that it's wrong or bad to feel certain emotions. So again, noticing the texture of that, noticing if that feels true, if that feels icky, if that feels like, yes, if something from your childhood is potentially popping up, or maybe you already know patterns of how you show up in specific relationships, Just noting that, allowing that, letting that wash over you. So again, we are taught that our emotions are weakness that it's wrong, that it's bad, that we're not allowed to feel certain emotions.
Maybe you grew up in a home where there was screaming everywhere all around you and you can't stand screaming. You shut down in screaming. You freeze in screaming. Maybe you grew up in a home where you were modeled to scream, where you were modeled to use your voice. You needed to get angry and you needed to get loud and you needed to be the loudest in the room. All of it is perfect. All of it is here to teach us and communicate with us. And so the truth here is that our emotions are simply energy in motion. Our emotions are simply guideposts that are showing us where we are headed next. Our emotions are necessary in order to feel connected to source, in order to connect with our intuition, in order to have compassion, in order to open our hearts, lead with our hearts. (sighs) So just feeling that in your body. Our emotions are necessary. Emotion, energy in motion. There's a reason why our soul is housed in this body temple to feel. And if we are blocking feeling any emotions of grief, of sorrow, of frustration, of anger, anything in between, shame, pride, whatever it is, then we're blocking all of the expansive emotions. We're blocking courage. We're blocking joy and love and liberation and all of that. Pleasure. So what happens is over time, the, the you know, the mind through the mind-body connection, that's why there's numbness that happens in the body sometimes, right? Because over time, the body's like, okay, I'm done feeling this pain, so we're going to numb that out. And when we're numb, we block everything. And we're meant to feel, right? This is where escapism comes in. This is where it's going to be very interesting with the the artificial intelligence world, right? Of people just wanting to escape reality and not be in their bodies. And we're here to experience the fullness of life. We're here to eat the chocolate. We're here to feel the wind. We're here to feel the warmth of the sun. We're here to dance. We're here to play. We're here to be in pleasure and have intimate connection. We're here to be of service. I love what I do. Is what I do challenging at times? Of course, I love challenge because it means I'm growing. I love waking up every day knowing what I'm doing. And it took a lot of courage. It took a lot of devotion, leaving a corporate career, right? All the scarcity programming and what are people going to think? And am I going to let my parents down? And am I making the right choice? And what I want to remind you of is that the mind will always say, what if? So you might as well do what you love, right? If you choose to stay exactly where you are, the mind will always say, well, what if you took the risk? And if you take the risk, the mind will always say, well, what if you made a mistake? What if you should have stayed over here? And so I want to give you a couple of of practices that can support you through emotions. I have four different groupings of emotions that I use through the work of Dr. David Hawkins and the map of consciousness. And the first grouping I call the heavy, right? So this is where the heavy emotions live, shame, guilt, just depression, sadness, right? So I want you to give yourself an opportunity if you're ever feeling that creating a container to take a bath, to be in water, to connect in nature, to lay on the floor, to have a good cry, to wear a hoodie and to just hold yourself, to feel the heaviness, to allow the head to hang. Just feel the heaviness of your body. You know, that ragdoll pose in yoga where you're just bent over heavy. Give that gift to yourself and allow the emotion to move through you. 
And then we move up to what I call the verge, which is those emotions of anger and frustration in the And so if you're ever feeling that, just know that that means whenever there's anger, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm moving up the map of consciousness. This is catapulting me into what's next. So if you're feeling that you can clench your fists, you can clench and then release, you can grunt, you can growl, you can scream into pillows. You can throw rocks in the canal, right? You can like whatever you got to do to just let your body feel that and move that. Get primal with it. And then we move up to what I call the catalyst. This is where courage lives. This is where we move from my will to divine will. This is where we have that all of what we've transmuted in those lower resonances. And we take that and we do something with it. We create from that place. And so anything you can do, power poses, anything you could do to that's uplifting, dancing to your favorite music, a hit workout that just feels so good. You know what it's like to be in that catalyst energy, right? Because it catalyzes you into something greater. And then from that place, we're in the expanse, which is the ultimate form of enlightenment, which to me is just that acknowledgement of the light that already resides within you, where you start to embody your wholeness, you feel joy, you feel love, you feel presence. So what happens over time and through practice is, of course, I still have emotions all the time, questioning, doubting, limiting beliefs, fear, all of it grief. I just had a beautiful client and loved one and soul sister transition after a year long battle with liver cancer. And I gave myself the day I cleared my calendar and I let myself feel. And by the end of the day, I was at one of her favorite restaurants. I went with my husband. They sat us right in front of the full moon and I got to eat and live and breathe and feel the wind on my skin and experience. And and by the end of the day, I felt so much presence and gratitude and love. And what I kept feeling was, I want to live a life of liberation for her, for Kim. I want to continue on this path because she showed me, right? Presence. She showed me the finitude of this life in this body and also our eternal nature. She reminded me of that again. And if I stuffed that down and if I didn't give myself the day to feel, I probably would still be feeling so depressed and I wouldn't be motivated right now. But I felt better than I ever have this week because I allowed myself to feel and process and grieve. And I'm sure there will be more moments that come up gave that gift to myself, took baths, got out in nature, gently stretched. I mean, all of it. And yet I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on path and on purpose. And that is the gift that Kim has given to me. One of many is like, oh yeah, I'm committed to this path of liberation. Right. I don't want to to be at the end of my life wishing that I would have done something different or wondering why I lived my life for society or for everybody else. Right? I want to lead with the heart. I want to be of service. I want to, and I want to feel good doing it. And I am, and I know that I'm only scratching the surface and I want this for the world. I know there's so much more capacity that I have, even though I'm feeling so alive right now. And I'm like, yeah, there, I know there's more and I want to bring everybody with me. And that is the path of feminine. So the invitation is, right? We went through several practices. I just kind of gave you some tools and nuggets to try on. You don't have to do it all. But again, nobody can tell you how to be in your body and feel. You've got to discover that for yourself. So you you experiment. And so the key is what I call my three simple steps to liberation in any moment, in any experience, when you're experiencing any anything in your life, any turmoil, is to allow, and we do that by feeling, and then claiming, 
that allowance, accepting exactly where we are, because acceptance is just before acceptance lives in the catalyst. Acceptance is just before the breakthrough into the expanse, into expansion. We've got to accept where we are, we are in order to call in what's next. Because when we're not in acceptance, we're othering. When we're not in acceptance, we're compartmentalizing ourselves, right? We're, we're not in wholeness. We're shadow, light, we're everything in between. And once we can allow, feel, accept, then we can alchemize. So those are my three steps to liberation, allow, accept, and alchemize. And we do that through the body. And we do that through practice. And we do that through grace. And we do that through tender love and care. It was such an honor to serve you today. I hope that you enjoyed this fun training on from limitation to liberation. And you'll have all the ways to get in touch with me. I would love for you to reach out. I'm all over social media. I have a podcast. I have you know, various forms of offerings and and communities to get in touch. And I just would love to hear from you. So even if you just want to send me a love note and say hello and how this served and impacted you, I would love to hear and connect. Much love. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution and tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings. <laughs>